Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Football Betting Podcast. It's me, Tom Pipkin, joined by my co-host Tom Walker. And we are sponsored, as ever, by Matchbook.com. Uh, this is your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four football leagues. We're going to go through pretty much normal service today. So picking out our betting highlights from the Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two. Because we've had a break in football because of the passing of the Queen, Obviously, there's no treble to recap from last week. And there's no fancy football to recap either. So, slightly shorter show this week, but um, plenty to sink our teeth into, isn't there, Tom? Yeah, there is. Welcome, everyone. Uh, listeners and viewers, and I must apologise, viewers, my background is a little different and it's a little bit more unstable. My mum's visiting, so I lost my lost my recording room, so... <laughs> we'll have to make do for today. Audio uh, listeners won't know any different, but uh, yeah, really excited to get going. Obviously, um, you know the passing of the Queen and a, and a break within football just has me chomping at the bit. That extra ten percent for uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's an early recording as well for us this week. It's Tuesday night, so we've seen um, a lot of the football. So the Tuesday night Champions League games and the uh, bunch of EFL fixtures, which are on Tuesday. Just a handful of championship games on Wednesday that we don't know the result of um, at time of recording. All odds we're going to read out in the show today are going to be taken from matchbook.com and also all stats will be taken from oddalerts.com. Thoroughly recommend checking that out as well. Tom, shall we go into Friday night in the Premier League then? Yeah, Friday night double header. Has this ever happened before? Uh, I, I don't know. It, feel, it feels weird to me. Maybe it has, maybe it has, and I missed it. But it just feels a bit odd to me. Both games kick off at the same time, but you know, should be a good night. We'll get kicked off with the one that matters most: Forest against Fulham. Two point nine six is the price for Forest to get the win. Three point four five for the draw, and two point six two for Fulham. So they're the favourites away from home here. Um, I feel like as sad as the Queen passing away is. The break in football could potentially have positive repercussions for Nottingham Forest in terms of Steve Cooper having that extra time on the training ground uh, to work with the players, try and find a formation that works better for them, a more settled, stronger starting eleven that works for them. I'm not confident in, in tipping us to win. I don't know if you are, but I'm intrigued to see what that extra prep time will, will have done for Forest. Massively. Yeah, that's the key point I've got here. I think if this game was a couple of weeks ago, I'd be more inclined to look at Fulham at, at 2.62. Forrest are an attractive price. I think I'll back them, you know, not only as a fan, but, you know, I, I expect Forrest to get going eventually. Um, they've they've been decent so far without being incredible. And as you said, Tom, Steve Cooper in particular is a training ground manager. That's what he does. He's a coach. He will have relished this extra time as much as, you know, we had to prepare for Leeds one week and then Fulham the next. He'll relish that time. Uh, influential midfielder Oriol Mangala looks like he's back in full training, so maybe he'll make an appearance. And, you know, there's a lot of players that we haven't seen so far from Forest that could come into the fold. And with Fulham, you know, let's not do any disrespect to them. They've started off much better than Forest so far have looked dangerous in every single game that they've played. Uh, They look capable of keeping clean sheets. They look like they've got a couple of goal threats, even without Harry Wilson. So I think maybe just enjoy this game, to be honest with you, Tom. 
I mean, we did speak about Forrest at the back, haven't we? we? We've spoke about, I mean, I know you just said there's time on the training ground, etc. But I still feel that's not going to be fixed in a week or two. Uh, 1.71, both teams to score. I think that's a smart bet. Um, but in terms of result, couldn't call it. Yeah, agree there, mate. Um, moving on to the other Friday night game, then Villa against Southampton. 2.12 is a price for Villa. 3.65 for the draw and 3.85 for Southampton to get the win. And I'm looking at a kind of similar vein to to the last game, really, in this for this one. Um, both teams to score. You've got two teams playing each other here who have so far failed to keep a clean sheet in the league between them. So when you've got two fairly leaky defences coming up against each other, and you know we've seen Southampton have proven they're capable of scoring, Villa the same. Um, results haven't been great, obviously, for Villa, but they'll probably take a lot of heart from their one-all draw against Man City in their last home game at Villa Park. Um, but yeah, I think goals is the, is the way here. I don't think it'll be you know, anything overly exciting, like a 2-2 or 3-0 or anything like that. But I could see a one-all again here. Yeah, the both teams to score leaps off the page. Obviously, same stat as you here, Tom. You know, no clean sheets between the two. I had that wrote down myself. Uh, I do like the look of Southampton on the double chance, I will be honest. Uh, 1.76. I have not been impressed with Villa at all. Um, I feel like they are lacking identity. They're lacking a clear style of play. They're lacking a goal threat, creative midfield and defensive stability for me. So lots of issues there. And uh, yeah, I think Southampton can go there and get a draw, but uh, both teams to score some smart money. As you said, mate, that clean sheet record just uh, leaps off the page, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, Moving into Saturday, then we've got three games on Saturday. Uh, spread out throughout the day. So starting off at 12.30 of Wolves at home to Manchester City. 10.0 for Wolves, 5.8 for the draw, 1.36 for City. Um, and I was looking at recent form between these two sides and Molyneux's not exactly been uh, a ground where City have been particularly happy hunters over the last few seasons, but it would be a surprise if they failed to get three points, I think. Uh, in this particular game, I feel that the price they are one point three six. That's the kind of price where I'd put it in an accumulator because usually they're so short you wouldn't even bother. But I could stick them in an accumulator at one point three six. Slightly wary because it's the early kickoff, early kickoff curse and all that. But they should win. They should. Uh, I think you can get Man City and no. So Man City to win and both teams to score no. So Man City clean sheet is 2.34. Obviously, they've tried to address the, the Jimenez issues and their, their new signing, I forget his name, who, who popped his ACL off um, in the first game, bless him, uh, with uh, Diego Costa. Diego Costa's played hardly any football. Forget his name, change his name, and this is a bloke who has played barely any football in the last... Nine months, he's played barely any money and uh, barely any football. So in the last year, I don't know if they can pin their hopes on him. Will he attract some attention? Well, if he starts, will he attract some attention and allow Huang and Podence etc. to 
pick up a bit more space, maybe. But, you know, uh, Wolves have struggled all season to score goals. They've scored just three um, in their six Premier League games. I don't see, Tom, why they would trouble Man City to an extent, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, Podence has two. Neves has one for them. I just feel like they they really struggle to get going with their goals. And yeah, I can see City keeping a clean sheet. Man City to win and no. Yeah, I like that bet, mate. Um, three o'clock then, Newcastle against Bournemouth. 1.48 for Newcastle, 4.8 for the draw. And 8.0 for Bournemouth to get the victory. Any strong fancies in, in this one for you? Yeah, Newcastle. Newcastle, I'm happy to stick my neck out. 1.48 is so tight. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. I won't be going anywhere near it at that price. That's an unbelievable price, to be honest with you. The fact that Man City are 1.36 and Newcastle are 1.48 is is absolutely mad to me. They're nearly as short as Tottenham at 1.53, which we'll read out in a minute. I think they will win. I yeah, think St. James' it's very Park. Short. Oh, it's crazy. St. James' Park is going to be one of the toughest places to go. The fans are right into it. That club is reborn. They've got a good team. Bournemouth will take heart from their uh, comeback from the dead performance against Forest. Solanke getting a goal. That's important. Philip Billing getting a goal. That's important. I fancy him to put up a fight, but Newcastle will win, I think, and I won't be going anywhere near it. Second that. Concerning for Bournemouth, they've conceded at least two goals in every away game they've played so far this season. Yes, they beat Forest 3-2, but they did concede the two. Let's not forget that. And I think if they yeah. concede two away at St. James's Park, there's no coming back from that. Agreed. Tottenham against Leicester then. You, you touched on the price for Spurs at 1.53. Uh, the draw is 4.7 and Leicester a 7.2 for the victory. Um Benefit of recording on a Tuesday night. We're just fresh off seeing Spurs lose away to Sporting Lisbon 2-0 um, in the Champions League. So a little bit of an upset in that particular game there. Um, I'd say it would be more of an upset if they failed to win against this Leicester side who are really struggling. Six games played, no wins, one draw, five defeats, 16 goals conceded already. So it's nearly an average of three goals per game that they're conceding. And whilst I'm not overly um, high on Tottenham and the way they're performing and playing at the moment, they should have more than enough in the tank to beat this struggling Leicester side. Uh, I just feel like unless some real magic's happened on the training ground over the last kind of week and a half where we've not had any football, I just can't see Leicester changing from what they were a couple of weeks ago, really. It just seems like it's all spiralling into... Rogers leaving and starting afresh with a new manager soon. Yeah, I feel like they're just sleepwalking, mate, into you know this all coming to an end and the, the relationship all splitting up, really. So, yeah, again, Tottenham, not unbelievable right now, but surely I'll have enough. Yeah, I remember saying a similar thing, uh, funny it's against Spurs, about Pochettino a couple of years ago when his time at Spurs was coming to an end. Um, you know, it just, just happens, doesn't it? You know, the, you have a good time with the manager over a period of three, four years. You reach some really good highs, but eventually just the cycle ends and you need the change and things need freshening up behind the scenes and new 
ideas injecting into the club or whatever it may be. But yeah, it feels like that time has come for Leicester for me. Yeah, and I, and I don't, and I don't. I mean, not that I want to go on too much, but I also feel like it's it's not entirely Roger's fault. I don't think. Um, you know, obviously he's not been backed as he'd like to have been in the transfer market and and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I think the club's cutting its cloth a little bit, and uh, looks like Rogers is going to pay the price for them uh, scaling back a bit. To be honest, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunday games then. Two to go through. Brentford against Arsenal is a 12 o'clock kickoff. 4.5 for Brentford, 3.95 for the draw, and 1.87 for Arsenal. Quite like the price of both teams to score in this particular game. That can be got at 1.69, so it's not the highest price thing that we'll read out all season, but we've already seen so far that Brentford particularly. Great value if you're a Brentford season ticket holder. You know, you've had plenty of goals in in their games so far. They've had at home, they've had the 5-2 against Leeds last home game. And they've beaten Manchester United at home 4-0. Drawn with Everton won all as well in their three home games. So, full of goals. And I think it's going to be a good test for Arsenal, this one. Because they went away to Brentford, if I remember rightly, last season and lost. Yep, they did. Yeah, I I think Brentford will go at them. Brentford are more than capable of scoring. So I'm really intrigued to see how Arsenal respond to that. But um, yeah, both teams to score is the way I'd go here. Yeah, I mean, between them, they've played 12 games this season and we've seen three clean sheets between them. Uh, So nine games where there's been no clean sheets between them. And yeah, mate, Ivan Toney, I spoke about him. I feel very smug of myself, but I spoke about him before he got his hat-trick and said that I thought he was playing absolutely brilliantly. Um, Second for me, only to Haaland at the moment in the league. Five goals and two assists in six games. And then, I know it's not as simple as this, but I just look at the Arsenal team, you know, pending fitness and everything. Odegaard, Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, Smith-Rowe. You know, I'm sure I've left someone absolutely unbelievable out. Um, It just looks like an entertaining game, doesn't it? Sometimes... You just know, and you don't really need all that um, all that research because you just know it's going to be a, a ding dong affair, should we say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so maybe again, worth looking into not just both teams to score, maybe both teams to score and over two point five or over three point five. You know, something like that to add a little bit more value to the both teams to score tip. Yeah. Um, last game to look at then is Everton against West Ham. for Everton, 3.4 for the draw and 2.62 for West Ham. Um, I don't want to end on a bit of a bum note, but I have absolutely (laughs) nothing to say for this particular game from a betting perspective. (laughs) I don't know about you. No, I I do have something. The price isn't up on Matchbook currently. I just did a live little check because it wasn't there earlier. I just think under 2.5. I was doing my research, mate. 83.33% 83.33% of all West Ham games and all Everton games. Identical records for the unders. Um, only one of six has gone over 2.5. So that's 83.33%. Just two teams trying to find... This is 16th against 18th, right? They've got one win between them all season. Everton haven't won at home all season. West Ham won away win. 
so far just in the in those three games and yeah just a bit of a dog's dinner to be honest with you both both teams kind of trying to find their way and figure it all out I mean it's you know it's it's not going to be the best I don't think um you know two games each out of the six for both teams have also gone under 1.5 so that's 33.33 percent so yeah I'm I'm going for a boar fest oh you're getting me so excited with all these stats you're chucking at me <laughs> love it the negative negative goal stats no, but mate, eighty three point three. Did you say eighty one point three? Yeah, eighty three, yeah, eighty three point three three. As soon as that left your lips, <laughs> I was thinking in my head, "Sold, I'm sold." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's odds. It's uh, the odds are with you. Put it this way, big time. Um, okay, then. Well, that is everything for the Premier League. That was a pretty quick Premier League section for this week due to the lack of games, um, but. Yeah, let's talk about Matchbook, our sponsors, for a moment. Talk about how you can get a £30 money back as a free bet offer. And then we'll look at the Championship, League 1 and League 2. Yeah, so all you have to do is obviously be over 18, just like the rest of the show, and start a new Matchbook account. So you're going to need a promo code when you're making this new account. TFB Podcast, as in the Football Betting Podcast. TFB Podcast. You just input that into promotional code, and then as Tom alluded to, you get a free money back as a free bet offer up to 30 quid, meaning that if you wanted to back something that we've read out this weekend, or maybe there's something that you wanted to create yourself, then you can almost have a risk-free opportunity at that. So yeah, TFB podcast, please check it out and support us and them. Moving into the championship now then. Uh, so just to preface anything before we go into the champ, a lot of the odds for the championship haven't gone up on matchbook.com just yet. Um, I'm going to get us kicked off, Tom. Um, it's a price over evens. It's Burnley against Bristol City. And we're going back to an old favourite from last season. Both teams to score and over 2.5 in a game involving Bristol City. They're just full of goals at the moment, aren't they? So more so this is coming from a Bristol City perspective than a Burnley perspective. But in Bristol City's games, especially away from home, three of four played this season have been both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. The most recent two have been 3-2 and 3-3. So that is a a big factor in why I'm tipping this. Five of the last six Burnley games have been both teams to score. So... We just need to sprinkle on that Bristol City factor to take it to over 2.5 as well. They've had a lot of, uh, they've had three one alls in that little run of, of, of six fixtures there. So, yeah, I think this one should be an entertaining game. Plenty of goals involved and a price over evens for both teams to score and over 2.5. I like the look of it. Yeah, straight off the notebook, mate. Uh, had that one down myself, so fully aligned with you. Uh, We are going for a bet in the Huddersfield-Cardiff game. Not one for the neutrals, I don't think. Uh, But we're going for away team to score, yes. So Huddersfield, zero clean sheets this season. Uh, 62.5% of their games actually have gone over 2.5. And that's mainly at the other end. And Cardiff, Tom, not really known for their goal scoring, to be honest with you. Uh, Before midweek, they actually had four out of their five draw a blank 
but they exploded in the first half against Middlesbrough and raced to a 3-0 lead. Not an easy place to go. Managed to hold on to the win for 3-2. Maybe the more mobile attacking players that Steve Morrison brought in over the summer are about to click. I'm not 100% sure. Um, we'll, We'll have to wait and see. But I think they can get a goal. Um, away at an absolutely hopeless Huddersfield team, let's be honest. So, away team to score, yes, is the tip. Yep, I like that one. Um, For me, Norwich at home to West Brom, I back the Canaries to get another victory and continue their assault on the top two places. Um, They've won three out of four games they've played at home so far this season, drawing the other one at home to Wigan on opening day. Um, And West Brom away from home, they're well, not just away from home, but generally, they're kind of the draw merchants of the championship, aren't they? Grinding out a lot of uh, a lot of one alls, really. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at their away records so far this season. They've not won any of their four games. They've drawn three. Uh, they've drawn to Middlesbrough away, Huddersfield away, Wigan away, and lost away to Blackburn. So it's not particularly impressive, you know. If you're a team like West Brom with the players they've got. You want to be minimum challenging for the playoffs and draws away at Huddersfield, away at Wigan. Even, you know, losing to Blackburn, I don't think is is great. So it needs to be better. Norwich are very strong. They've won five on the bounce uh, and I can see a sixth this weekend. Yep. I'm waiting for West Brom to click into gear, to be honest with you. So I get a bit nervous about backing them, but I'm talking... At the moment, you know, the next few weeks, on Saturday, I think they'll lose. Does that make sense? I think eventually, you keep going against West Brom, then they'll laugh in your face and they'll win. But I just don't think it's this weekend. The only week they've had a really good result is when they faced the Enigma, which is Hull. The Enigma. Yeah, they won 5 didn't they? Yeah. The Enigma. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah, Hull. What a wild ride for uh, the yeah. Tigers this season. Uh, from that. Let's talk about Chef U, Tom. They have a game away at Preston North End. This is actually, at the time of recording, top against ninth. Uh, Sheffield United being top, sorry. I'm back in the Blades. I have seen them now, Tom. Two away wins in a row to nil. Neither, you know, swashbuckling, but controlled, measured persistent, determined, playing to the final whistle, all that good stuff. A win against the Enigma, 2-0, and a win against Swansea late, 93rd minute away at Swansea. I've seen enough. I've seen enough from Sheffield United. These, I mean, so easy to say. Like, I'm not saying I'm Notre Dame, but they're the real deal. They really are. And I know Preston... A tight. I know they got a good draw against Burnley at home in midweek. That's a great point for them. But I am back in Sheffield United to go there and get the win. I think they are just they're in the groove right now, and uh, I don't see why we should be scared to to be back in a team like Sheffield at Preston. No, I think it'd be a good price as well. I agree. Yeah. The only other thing I thought of looking at was Stoke on the double chance. That's away at QPR. QPR 
another team who really struggle for clean sheets. They've not kept one for 12 consecutive games. Obviously, that goes back across pre-season and probably into a little bit of last season as well. But yeah, no clean sheets in any of their championship games so far this season. Um, and Stoke seem like maybe now Alex Neal's come in. He's had a few games and a few weeks in charge of the team. They beat the Enigma. We keep mentioning the Enigma Hall, don't they? They, they pop up <laughs> they're, everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah, they are. Stoke, Stoke won 3-0 away at Hull on Tuesday night. We've just seen that. Um, that's a good result for them. That'll build a lot of confidence to get Neil's uh, managerial reign off to a, to a decent start now. And I think they can back it up with at least a draw away at QPR because QPR don't keep clean sheets. And if Stoke can keep it tight, Stoke can definitely get something from this game, I feel. Two teams I have no idea about. So why not, mm. to be honest with you? Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? I have no idea. So, yeah. Sure. Any more in the champ for you? No, mate. I want to talk about League One and I'll get us kicked off with Bolton Wanderers. Now, they're playing the Mafia, Tom. Uh, do you want to explain yes. who the Mafia <laughs> are? Do you want to explain? Yeah, I just couldn't believe the result in midweek where they lost at home to Fleetwood 1-0. After all the championing we've been doing about Peterborough, how at home they were banging in the goals, how their home form was going to be the one factor that saw them through to the uh, at least the playoffs this season because their away form is very ropey. I'm sure you're going to touch on that in yeah. this particular tip. But yeah, just couldn't believe they lost to nil at home to Fleetwood of all teams. Fleetwood aren't exactly anything special this season in League One. With all due respect to Fleetwood, I'd say but, I'd say you're being kind. I'd say they're a, they're a bad team. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Um, so yeah. Clearly uh, siding with the Mafia to stop us punters winning some money, aren't they there? <laughs> yeah, I'm, so basically I I was of the opinion that Peterborough would be too good to keep going against. And after that result in midweek, I've gone the opposite and I'm ready to absolutely hammer them now. Um, they've got a worse away record. Then Bristol Rovers, Lincoln City, Port Vale, Accrington Stanley, MK Dons. It's just three points from four games. It's one win and numerous defeats. And they're playing against Bolton. And Bolton won three in a row. I'm kind of skewing that. One's a Football League trophy. But you get my drift. The two wins I'm really impressed with, actually. 3-1 against Charlton. I think Charlton are decent, to be fair. And a 2-0 away win at MK Dons. I know MK aren't what they were, but I still think they'll be decent come the end of the season. And yeah, I'm just ready to stick the knife into uh, Peterborough, to be honest. I think Bolton's a tough place to go, um, to be honest with you, in terms of you know home uh, records. Everyone talks about Derby having a good home record, Peterborough, uh, ironically, having a good home record. Bolton are right up there, nine points and four games. So let's give yeah. more respect to uh, Bolton, please, and let's back them on Saturday. Yeah, I think you can definitely do that. I was going to read that one out myself. Um, I've actually only got one more in League One. Oh, this league short isn't change. League. You're short change yeah, well, profit chasers. Well, we're only short changing the profit chasers if you've not got anything else to add. <laughs> I so put I'm pressure on myself. Pressure on on <laughs> <Yeah>. Nightmare. <laughs> Didn't think that through. Uh, 
Um, so I've got Exeter at home to Burton and you're speaking about Bolton, nine points, three wins from four home games. Exeter have got an identical home record. So yeah, they've beaten MK Dons, Wickham and Port Vale at home so far this season. Uh, they have lost one game at home to Cheltenham. I believe we had that on the bomb-proof trip on the... I believe we had that on the podcast treble as well, and that one let us down on the on the treble. Possibly, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, a forgiving move for Exeter at home. They're playing Burton, so Burton really struggling. So yeah, Jimmy Floyd is no longer the manager of Burton, but it hasn't really made a difference their performances so far. They lost in midweek to Portsmouth two nil, um, so. It, it still means that their league one season is is eight games played, seven defeats, just the one draw, 22 goals conceded already. Again, nearly an average of three goals per game they're conceding. Uh, they've not kept a clean sheet for 17 consecutive games across all competitions. Um, so they're really, really struggling on all fronts at the moment. And yeah, just going away to Exeter, who are taken to life in league one. Very well, particularly at home. Hmm. Yeah, I think that one. I think that one is is a standout. Um, really impressive, Exeter. To be honest with you, they they keep proving people wrong, don't they? And uh, they look mm-hmm. right at home at this level. Uh, I do have one more, so I will save the League One segment. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to back Cheltenham on the double chance away at Accrington Stanley. I don't know why. Maybe this is just programmed in my head. I always feel like Accrington are really good at home and not very good away. Um, they've actually no. got just a bad of a home record. They've got the third worst record in the league. Um, they've only uh, managed to get three draws. They haven't won yet. Uh, and Cheltenham, on the road, have been pretty handy so far, to be honest with you. They've got better away records than Barnsley, Wickham, Milton Keynes, Oxford, Peterborough, Exeter, Charlton, Derby. Like, they've been pretty handy, I'll be honest with you, Cheltenham. And, you know, obviously they're under a bit of a transitional season with Wade Elliott and they're trying to uh, recapture that Mike Duff, uh, you know, magic that was in the bottle over the last couple of years. And, you know, they've, they've strung together some decent results, one defeat in their last five in all comps. Like, I like Cheltenham. I like Cheltenham. I don't think they're going to finish massively high, but I don't think they're going to go down. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm backing them to avoid defeat. Yep, I like that. Yeah, I could definitely see that one happening. Um, so let's move into our final league then, shall we? Which is League Two. Um, I'll get us kicked off in League Two with what's probably the the obvious one for me: Leighton Orient at home to Walsall. Leighton Orient, cracking season so far. We keep tipping them up on the pod. They keep delivering uh, seven wins from their eight League One games. 22 points, just four goals conceded in their eight games as well. Um, they're already five points within the uh, automatic promotion spots in League Two. So they got off to a fantastic start. They've already given themselves a cushion. Um, and they, they host a Walsall side who started pretty well first kind of three games but have since tailed off they're down in 14th with a pretty average record of two wins three draws three losses Walsall have got four losses on the spin 
against this banging form late in Orient side, it can only go one way for me. I agree. I do like Warsaw. I don't know why. I feel like I feel like they're the 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 hard done by team in this league. I don't think they're as bad as as we uh, as we think with their league position, etc. But mm-hmm. there's only so long I can say that. I suppose. Uh, let's have a look at Mansfield, Tom. I think Mansfield are a good bet this weekend. They're away at Gillingham. Gillingham look like absolute relegation fodder. Absolute relegation fodder. Recently relegated from League One. They've got Neil Harris, which is quite a big coup, I'd say, for a League Two team. Obviously, there are big problems at the club that he addressed last season um, when they got relegated and said the infrastructure and the, the, the way the club is run is just an absolute disaster. And it's proven to be the case because they're 22nd, mate. They've won one out of eight so far. And they're playing against Mansfield, who you know, have won four of their last six in all comps and they've only lost one of their last six in all comps. They've been a little stuttery. I was disappointed to see that they drew nil-nil with Carlisle. I rate Carlisle, as as regular listeners will know, but I, I did fancy Mansfield to get that, that win. But previously to that, an impressive 3-1 away win at Doncaster. That's what I'm leaning on here because I think if they can go and do that against Donny, then they can go and do that against Gillingham. Absolutely no problem. Yeah, I can see that one for sure. Um, I'm going to side as well for my next tip with one of the better home sides in the the division so far. It's Salford at home to Tranmere. Uh, 1.91 is the price for Salford to get a victory this weekend. Um, They've won three, all to nil of their home games this season and they've drawn one to all against Crawley. Um, it's a very good home record. Tranmere, on the other hand, have really been struggling away. Um, they've lost three of their four away games, drew the other one. They only actually scored one goal in any of those four games as well. So they're really struggling to find the back of the net. Um, you know, they've not beaten teams such as Newport, Hartlepool, so teams who aren't exactly doing well at the start of the season. Um, I just think they're going to go to Salford and Salford are going to do what they seem to be doing to a lot of teams at home in these early stages of the season and not smashing them, but getting a a comfortable victory, probably to nil. Yeah, I'm in Salford. Uh, I think said at the start of the season, I think this is the season that they get promoted. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board there. I think I'm going to read out quite an obvious one, but it needs reading out nevertheless. Northampton at home to Rochdale. Rochdale winless in eight games. They've changed their manager. Jim Bentley's in. There's not had an instant impact. They haven't won in eight games. They haven't won away from home, obviously, because they haven't won all season. Um, All season so far on the road, they they look doomed. I I don't know if you can be doomed. In September, probably not, but they do not look good, to be honest with you. The 3-3 away at Carlisle, that gave me a glimmer of hope that they might be back. Uh, And previously before that, they drew against Crawley. Um, But yeah, that defeat against Leighton Orient, you know, by all accounts, Leighton Orient knocking on the door, you know, really pushing. I, I just think this is a step too far for them. I know Northampton have been... A little bit hit and miss, sorry. But 
wins against Barrow. That's impressive at home. Barrow, surprise package for us, Tom, this season. And away at Wimbledon, 2-0. Yeah, I'm with the Cobblers. I think this will be this will be relatively routine at home, um, despite Rochdale's kind of bravery. Yeah, can definitely see that one. Um, and that for me wraps up everything pretty much that I have. Uh, so I was going to read that one out as well. Do you have anything else that you want to touch on? Yeah, I feel like you you have a love affair with Northampton. Uh, every, mm. every season, I feel like you absolutely love them. But no. Uh, nothing nothing left for me so uh, happy to move into the treble section of the show so normally this is where we'd review what went correctly or what went not correctly the week before and we'd celebrate the winners and moan about the losers but obviously uh, due to circumstances we don't have anything to talk about so what we'll do is we'll put together our treble for this week so for new listeners this is based on our research our own thoughts, our knowledge and gut feeling, just like every other punter. And uh, we just package it together into a treble. You can ride with us uh, if you want, or if you can tail us if, you, if you're not overly keen. But uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to put it out there and, and uh, let you know what we're backing as a combined mind, essentially. Okay, yeah, for this week's treble, we're going to go for an all-league two affair. So we're going to go for... Three teams we've just read out, pretty much. So, uh, Leighton Orient at home to Walsall, Northampton at home to Rochdale, and Salford at home to Tranmere. Current best odds on that travel is 6.64 to 1. So, uh, it's a decent paying travel this weekend for three in-form home teams in League 2. Uh, all pretty much around the evens, Mark. We love League 2. Absolutely do, love it. Yeah, love it. We had a real love affair with League Two, maybe like two or three seasons ago. Yeah. Do you remember? Like we loved it. We we did. Like we really did. The love is back. Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. I was getting very romantic about League Two in some nice monologues and and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Uh, like a uh, an old married couple. We just renewed our vows or something, and like love's in the air again. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We we didn't. We didn't go on a date for a few weeks to start the season, but but now we've gone straight to the hotel room. <laughs> so, no ex- messing around. Not messing around. Exciting time. So, uh, fancy football. So, as Tom said, we, we don't have any progress to, to report. So, we're not going to repeat what we went through last week. But it is mm-hmm. worth reminding any new listeners that you can still join our fantasy league of 300 plus teams. There's a free bet on offer for the winner. Um, you can get the sign up code by DMing us on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast. Please follow us on Twitter. If you're not following us, you're missing out on some great content, such as midweek Twitter tips. Um, last week, we went uh, seven of nine, correct? This week, yep. uh, as of Tuesday, obviously we we only have Tuesday data to go from, but we went fifty fifty, so not too bad there. Uh, with uh, Wednesday and Thursday ahead of us as opportunities, so yeah, get at us on Twitter and and DM me for the uh, the fancy code if you'd like to join. It is with the official uh, Premier League fancy game. 
Yep. And if you have enjoyed the show, guys, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcast. That will help us out with the old algorithms and all that. Get discovered by more people and help grow the pod. Um, and other than that, I think best of luck for all your bets this weekend. Let us know what you've got on socials, as Tom says. And uh, we'll see you again for another pod next week.